Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word from the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as always, I give God praise and honor and glory for being here with all of you on this episode number 262 of our podcast. Well, last time we were together, BCE fam, we were talking about perseverance and we're going to continue in that study. So please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack and settle on in. Blaine encourages you is coming to you with persevering in times of difficulty, part two. That's what's coming up next. BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendencouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Hey there, BCU fam. Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com here with another podcast on the go. So when we were together last time, we were talking about a lesson that I have been tasked to teach entitled Persevere in Times of Difficulty. And this comes from the book of Genesis chapter 32, and it's all about Jacob. Now, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the first part of the teaching, you definitely want to uh, spend some time doing that. So there is a link in the show notes in a couple of different places where you can listen to part one and then we'll get into part two in just a few moments. Let's do a quick synopsis of what we talked about last time before we get into our lesson. So we were talking about persevering, and the definition means to continue in a course of action, even in the face of difficulty, or where there's little or no prospect of success. It means to be steadfast and unmovable, to be patient in effort, sticking to a plan no matter what. And here we have Jacob, who has to stick to a plan uh, in the face of what is happening. So just to give you a bit of background, Jacob and and Esau were brothers. They were twin brothers. And what happened was there were two occasions where Jacob, quote unquote, tricked his brother out of a birthright and conspired with his mom, or I should say his mom conspired with him to trick Esau out of the family blessing. And this angered Esau so much that he wanted to kill his brother. 
So Rebecca, the mom, sent Jacob away to allow Esau to cool down and said, you know, I'll send for you when he has calmed down. Well, Rebecca never sent for Jacob. Now, in the meantime, the Lord has spoken to Jacob and has given him the green light to go back to his father's home. And on the way, he's going to meet Esau. And we were talking the last time we were together about how he prepped for this meeting. So this is going to bring us to where we are now. So if you're not already there, please go to the book of Genesis chapter 32. And let's go to verse number 21 just for clarity. So as Jacob had divided everyone into two camps and sent over some presents to Esau, verse number 21 says, So went the present over before him and himself lodged that night in the company. Verse 22, And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his 11 sons and passed over the ford Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over all that he had. So Jacob sends everybody ahead to this ford. Now verse number 24 says, the A part of the verse, and Jacob was left alone the b part of the verse says and there he wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day so let's take a look at these verses let's break these down so when jacob did everything he could to prepare for the meeting with esau he was now to a place where he was to himself and God had to get Jacob by himself in order to deal with him. And with that being said, when you think about all he was doing, you know, he prayed and he was getting the people divided up and sending presents over. And he was overseeing all of this activity. And that kept him busy. It kept him busy with all these different tasks. But once everything was done, he was by himself. And, you know, BCU family, this this really does speak to me on so many different levels because we can get very busy doing what God has told us to do and what we feel is right to do in our hearts. It's many times that God has to get us to ourselves and alone so that we can hear his voice, so that we can talk with him about what's going on with us because when we're busy our minds are focused on the task at hand and not necessarily hearing sometimes what the Lord has to say to us so that's significant and it's important that we get some alone time with God I was uh, scrolling through faith uh, through social media the other day I think it was my Facebook page and I saw a video where a young, I think it was a young man, probably was about seven years old or something like that, was sitting in the living room and had uh, the headset on, if I'm remembering correctly. And mom was trying to get uh, her son's attention. And there was a song that was playing. It was a worship song. I'm not sure what it was. And 
Son did not pay mom any attention at all, but was just in the moment, you know, hands up, worshiping and giving God praise. And once that, that song was over, uh, mom questioned the son, why didn't you pay attention to me calling you? Did you hear me? And he heard mom calling him. He said he needed some alone time with Jesus. And I, I love that BCU fam. And, and that just, it resonated with me because we need that alone time. We need to get into the presence of God, whether we are getting in his presence to worship, whether we're getting in his presence to pray or to hear from him. We have to do that alone and to ourselves. Now, there's nothing wrong with corporate prayer. There's nothing wrong with gathering together with someone to pray. God needs our attention. All right, let's go further. Now, with that command of attention, here's, here's something else to think about. Jacob knew that what he did to his brother Esau was wrong. And up until this point, Jacob had pretty much relied on, you know, his own quote unquote wits or what he <laughs> did in terms of, of trickery and survival in order to function. Now, with this situation with Esau, because he did not know how his brother was going to react, he there was nothing that he could do to appease Esau unless the Lord stepped in. He had no control over his brother's heart and how Esau would react, but he knew someone who did. Oh, yes. So this is where we need Jesus. So, you know, the Lord will come in once we've done everything that we can do within our human power. We need the Lord to come in and to fill in the gaps. And, and that's what was going to happen. Now, prior to that, we've got this wrestling match. So going back to Genesis 32 and 24, the B part of the verse says, and there he wrestled with a man until the breaking of day. Once again, it's important to note that this happened at night when he was alone. And that's another place in time, BCU fam, where God can get our attention. You know, for many of us, we lay down to go to sleep at night and once we get down and lay down, you know, the thoughts of the day and whatnot come to our minds. And a lot of times in that quiet time is where God can get to us. And I say that because in the quiet and solitude of the night, you know, as you were thinking about the Lord or as he put something in your heart to talk with him about, there have been times I can say personally where the tears started flowing where the prayer started going and uh, the Lord has a way of working uh, in the night, whether it is the actual night or the night in our lives that we're going through. Uh, he has a way of doing just that. All right. And we thank him for it. And we can get to the other side of the night, the breaking of day, and, and we can see the joy that's going to come forth. Uh, the scriptures remind us that weeping may endure for a night, but joy does come in the morning. So let's go to verse number 25 of Genesis 32. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, and this is the man that was wrestling with Jacob, he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. 
All right. And then let's go to verse number 26. And he said, let me go for the day break it. And this was the man wrestling with Jacob. And he, meaning Jacob said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Ooh, Lord, I thank you. Now, looking at these two verses, verse number, verses number 25 and 26, you know, there was this, this, this wrestling and what happened was, is that Jacob was getting the better of the man as it were. And because that was happening, uh, the, the angel or the man touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh and had to hurt him, so to speak, in order for the wrestling to, or, or for that strength to come down. So whenever you're hurt, you know, during a, a struggle, because that was a struggle that was happening, usually you uh, lose a bit of strength. And that the verse number 26 says, you know, the, the angel or the man says, you know, let me go, let me go. It's, it's getting, you know, it's, it's early. We've been do, we've been at this for a while. And Jacob refused to let go until he was blessed, until he was blessed. And what I love about what's here is, is that Jacob wrestled and continued wrestling even at the point of being hurt and held on until he could be blessed. Now, when we we think about the significance of this BCU fam, um, many times we go through things in our lives and they cause us to be hurt. Uh, people, circumstances, situations, how things turn out, all of those things can affect us to a point where we are hurt. But we want to hold on to God anyway. Hebrews 11 and 6 reminds us, but without faith, it is impossible to please him, meaning God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So when you're diligent in seeking some someone or something from God, you're going to be persistent. You're going to continue to go on even in the face of adversity, even if it doesn't look like it's going to happen, even if uh, all things are dark. And when I think about what the Lord told Jacob in the beginning of, of Genesis 32, he held on anyway, knowing that the Lord will come through for him. So when God tells us that something is going to happen, we want to hold on no matter what it is. Uh, the enemy may, may say things to us or we may lose some strength, but we want to hold on. And we want to hold on to God with everything we have. And when we feel like we're losing strength, we can wait on the Lord. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And that's in the book of Isaiah chapter 40, right around verses 30 and 31, somewhere in there, BCU fam. So we've just got to wait and hold on. We may be struggling. We may be contending, but we want to persevere. All right. Now, this is going to take us to verse number 27 that says, and he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he, meaning the man or the angel, said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel, 
For as a prince has thou power with God and with men and has prevailed. Ooh, let's talk about this. Now, Jacob, his name means the supplanter. Supplanter means one who grabs another's heel, takes what does not belong to him. Uh, one who is with trickery or deceit. So that's Jacob's old name and his old character. Okay. Now he is to be called Israel. Now Israel has a few definitions, meaning one who struggles with God. God fights for you. And when you think about the meaning behind the name and the name change, now it means that Jacob is no longer who he used to be, that God changed his name. His name, that old name, described his character. But now this new name is to describe a new character based on the fact that God fights for him. And then more importantly, that this is the nation that's going to come from him. You know, henceforth, we hear the children of Israel. That's where it comes from. And it's, it's no coincidence that God set things up this way because uh, the, the name Israel means one that struggles with God. And this is a nation that, that struggled uh, from God from, with God from time to time. And we'll see that in biblical history. But nonetheless, we also see God's uh, grace and mercy uh, in Israel as well. So we just thank God for that. So when we, we battle or when we contend uh, with God, we win by giving up. And, and let me just say this to you, BCU fam, because when I was, when the Lord was calling me 30 years ago, I struggled with that. I, I struggled with it. And I'll tell you why. Because I had an agenda that I had discussed with God uh, years prior and probably uh, up until the point in time where I just went ahead and surrendered to the Lord. So uh, 30 years ago, I, I had a list of things that I wanted to do prior to me being saved. And I have been saying this for years that I wanted to do A, B, C, D, E, all the way down to Z, probably, and even more, so that I could get it out of my system. And once I got saved, I had I would have no desire to want to go back and try anything or feel like I missed out on anything. And again, BCU fam, you all have to understand that the, this was my, my little young unsaved mind just talking <laughs> i didn't know any better or any differently uh, sometimes i say that and people are like what that that's just what was going on in my mind and i was honest with god about it so as the lord is is dealing with me because i started to go back to church so just as a, a quick uh background i was raised in the apostolic doctrine and i knew what to do i knew i wanted to be saved i was just trying to have the timeline that I wanted rather than what God wanted. So 
Um, I started to go back to church. The Lord had drew me back to church and I started to go back and visit. I enjoyed going. I enjoyed visiting. I enjoyed the services. Uh, it was very different from when I was younger. Uh, there was a, a young dynamic pastor there. There were a lot of youth there. So I, I was definitely enjoying uh, what I, I was seeing. And I also enjoyed the fact that uh, the the people that I grew up with, some of the youth that I grew up with, you know, we're, we're now adults, you know, we grew up in church together as children and we're now, you know, young adults. And I, I love the fact that they were saved and the joy that they were experiencing and, and the praise and the worship and, and how it came from a genuine place. When we were kids, you know, we did it because that's what we were supposed to do. We, we praise God. We, we didn't worship him because they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And we weren't filled with the spirit at that time. But as kids, you know, kids get into the service and things like that. This was very different from when we were children. And I can see that they were saved for real. And that intrigued me. And I wanted that. I was trying to hold on to take care of a few other things before I got saved. The Lord was tugging at my heart and I, I was struggling. And I was struggling with God because I was saying, Lord, I, I hear you. I, I want to come to you. I just, I just need to take care of this one thing. I, I just need to take care of this. And then I'll come. And then I, and that's what I was doing. And I was struggling and contending with God. So much so, BCU fam, that the plans that I had were going sideways. There seemed to be nothing that went right or correctly or smoothly. I found myself just bursting out into tears because of the frustration, and I could not understand why. I, I really couldn't understand why. And I, as I look back now, I know the Lord was frustrating my plans because what I wanted to do, what I had lined up, was not what God wanted, and I thank him for it. I thank him for it now. I didn't understand it then. I understood it a little later, and I definitely understand it now. So I can definitely relate to to Jacob and the struggle because many of us will contend with God with, with certain things. So I do want to give God praise that he did, uh, that I, I gave up. <laughs> I gave up and gave in. The Lord just just frustrated my plan so much so that I said, you know what? I, I can't do this anymore. I, I cannot go through all of this again. I, I can't continue to just, you know, do all of these things and, and nothing comes out of it. I'm tired of being hurt. And I just went on to the altar uh, that Sunday and tarried for the Holy Ghost and was filled and have been walking with the Lord ever since. So uh, we will contend with God uh, in coming sometimes. And then sometimes we'll contend with God even in our saved lives because the Lord calls us to do certain things, BCU fam, we have to come up to a standard for him. So when there are things that God sees that are unpleasing to him in our lives, we have to give that up. And sometimes it's a struggle. It's a struggle because it's comfortable to the flesh. It's what we've always known. It's what we always do. And, you know, somebody else is doing things that are worse. And we can we can rationalize and justify things. But when God is calling us to give something up or to do something, we may struggle, but we win when we give in. Amen. We win with God when we give in. All right. Verse number 29, and Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he, meaning the man or the angel, said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? Like, why are you asking about me? All right, so that wasn't for him to know or to pay attention to. 
And verse number 29 goes on to say, and he blessed him there. Now, with the blessing, we often feel uh, in this life that blessings uh, are tangible and they're mansions and yachts and bags of money and all of these types of things. And I am not here to say that God will not bless us with uh, material things. You know, we live in a world where we need, you know, houses and places to live and cars for many of us to get back and forth and all those types of things. And the Lord knows that and will provide and bless us with those things. Yes, uh, not everything is tangible uh, when it comes to being blessed. So, you know, what Jacob needed at that time in the moment was the blessing that he received. So he's gotten his name changed. And then uh, now he can go to his brother without fear or concern that he was going to be killed. The Lord was going to take care of the situation. The Lord had already taken care of it. So when we just give in to Jesus, that's when he blesses us. When we give in and give up everything, give up our struggle, that's when the Lord can come in and that's where he can bless us the best, whether it's with the peace that we need, the assurance that we need, whether it's hearing his voice, that's a blessing, right, BCU fam? I know that it is for me, so I may not walk away with <laughs> with a bag of money, but the peace that God gives me after I give up whatever it is that he's asked me to, to give up or give in to what he's told me to do, being obedient, that's a blessing within itself. So we can't count that as, as something small. That is huge. The Lord keeping us another day, the Lord covering us, Oh, that, that's a blessing within itself. So uh, in our times of struggle, let's look for the blessings that God gives us that are not necessarily tangible, but they are wonderful. All right, verse number 30, Genesis chapter 32. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, or Peniel, for I have seen God face to face. My life is preserved. Woo! See that, BCU fam? That's a blessing. And he passed over Penuel, and the sun rose upon him, and he halted or limped upon his thigh. So he's going to meet his brother. He's hobbling along. He's, he's, he's hurt, all right? He's got that limp, but he is going to meet his brother anyway. He's going to face him. And then verse number 32 says, Therefore the children of Israel eat not of the sinew which shrank, which is the hollow of the thigh unto this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew that shrank. And that is a, um, that's a custom among some of the Jewish people that they won't eat uh, the, anything from the thigh or the hip socket. And that's the, their way of recognizing that crucial moment in Israel's identity and acknowledging the Lord who fights for them. Amen. Amen. So BCU fam, I do pray that something was said here today that blessed and encouraged you. I know I am feeling encouraged myself. I, I thank the Lord for just the lesson for me is to hold on to the Lord uh, no matter what. And I'd like to leave a few verses with you around that, that we want nothing uh, to separate us from the Lord. We want to hold on no matter what. So Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4. And we're going to go to, let's see, verse number 7. 2 Corinthians 4, verse number 7. And it reads, But we have this treasure 
in earthen vessels, that the excellency of power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. So whatever it is that we're going through, that Jesus might be made manifest in our body so that people can say, what must I do to be saved? With everything that's going on with you, you're continuing on and you're giving God praise. I need to know about this good Jesus. Now let's go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse number 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that is quite the list that Paul gave to the Roman church and to us as well, that we are to let nothing separate us from the love of God, meaning whatever it is that we're going through, we want to persevere through it so that we are not cut off or we don't let ourselves be separated from the love of God. And our final verse, BCU fam, and this is a nod to the memory of the late, the late and wonderful Mother Brenda Elliott, she used to say this verse quite a bit, and it just, it brings up emotion because I miss her, and I, at the same time, I thank God for her and the wisdom that she did uh, impart into uh, all of us at Meriden Bible Way, and that's my former church, uh, and especially to me, and it is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And BCU fam, we are going to end there. So with God's grace and help, let us hold on and hold fast to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The scriptures we just referenced, let us know that we are to let nothing separate us from the love of God and that we are to be steadfast and unmovable, that we are to persevere in the times of difficulty and we will, as a result, be blessed because we do just that. Amen? Amen. Well, BCU family, I am fired up and ready to go in the Lord and I pray that you are as well. If this blessed you, so if you're not already on the blendcouragesyou.com site, please make your way there. Go down to the comment section and let's continue.
conversation.